Football is big business, a phrase as true as any, but the rhetoric local football supporters have become rather disillusioned with, which is why one cannot be faulted for not taking cognizance of a new TV rights deal struck by the league management company and a Chinese-based streaming network, Next Television, worth a reported $200 million. Today on the Hindsight Podcast, we take a retrospective look at that broadcast deal as we attempt to unbundle what has become, as many have called, audio money. In the studio today, I will luckily refi and in your bong Monday. I am your host as always, and I go by the name You've Been Benefit, and thanks for joining us. Guys, welcome along to the Hindsight Podcast, Neobong Monday, making your debut on the podcast today, and I'll luckily refi. It's good to have you both in the studio. It's a, a sunny day in Lagos. We've had a bit of rain in January. Interestingly, which is quite uh, not what we were, you know, uh, taught you know back in uh, primary yeah. school. Not not uh, quite on my part of Lagos. I haven't seen any rain this year. Yeah, I was actually some rain in Kaja. Oh, haven't seen. I, I stay in Surulere and I haven't seen it. But it's quite strange for for rain in January to be honest. And it's 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 fantastic really for others um, people like in Australia who are looking for rain so desperately. Yeah, you know. So it's it's wonderful how how life is. Some other parts you have rain, some you don't. It's interesting. Uh, speaking of Australia, thoughts actually with uh, the people uh, who are affected by the ravishing uh, fire Absolutely. that has pretty much you know been raging all through uh, the last uh, couple of weeks. Then uh, it's good to have you also, Lakuna Refai. Absolutely. Um, just to speak about Inyobong for a bit, Inyobong has been proud for quite a couple of weeks. We're yeah, trying we to get him on the pod. Got to get you on the pod. <laughs> yeah. And you, just, and you stay in Sri Lanka. Come on, you cannot be messing up my reputation. No, now. but we'll can, be, we'll be, you we'll can't be doing that. Trying to get that. you on the pod for what ten episodes. But, I mean, and you've not been right. forthcoming. You it, finally made it was it. it was looking for a retainer. Looking for um, <laughs> some sort of retainer, but it's good to have uh, each and every one of you. If you're just joining us for the first time, you're uh, tuned into uh, the Hindsight uh, podcast. And of course, for more football stories and content, visit our website, www.wolexis.com. We also want to hear from you on social media, sending your questions and thoughts about the podcast. Hit us up, obviously, on Twitter at Wolexis. The Wolexis is actually spelled uh, W-O-L-E-X-I and join the conversation. Well, then let's get into uh, our stories for today. Let's start off with um, the, the local league, which is pretty much where our conversation is centered around today. And normally we're doing a bit more European-focused content, but uh, what season are we in? Uh, when we talk about Nigerian uh, football, probably uh, what, 2019, 2019 20, 2020 season. season. We kind of lost track a bit. <coughs> exactly. But, I mean, it took it, a bit of a hiatus, but uh, it's back. It's running. Good results for some teams. Have you been following it, though? Yeah, I've, I've been following it. And a bit of improvement, you would want to say. And like you said, took a bit of a hiatus for a while. Not quite running consistently like you'd expect it to do. But at least the season is ongoing. Very difficult. Teams have to play th- three games in in as little as seven days. Some of them wow. having to travel some crazy distances. Some people going up north, go to 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 Jos and then go to Kanu. Very difficult distances for this team. But it's it's quite going on, even though it looks unfair to the players. But it's going on. I, I mean, European players complain about <laughs> complain about the fixture schedule. And, they and, have no idea. They have no idea. And exactly, yeah. and they have to fly. Yeah. So the the you pl- use planes, they use train. It's quite they easy use, for I mean, them. They use coaches. That's exactly. why that's what you call their bosses, right? Yeah, you <laughs> know, and it, it's quite cute looking, and not with the same um, um, kind of with, condition with, with, with the best medical facilities. Absolutely, on offer. To be very honest, I have they to have be, no idea. Actually, they have. They do. They have no idea. I have to be <laughs> a lot. 
a lot less uh, nice, you know, speaking about the MPF in the last 10 years, right? We just uh, ended a decade and there's been a lot of talk about what has happened in the last decade. So if we're going to round it up and say in the last 10 years, it's been uh, Canopillas three-time champions, Aimba three-time champions, Canopillas, the difference, Canopillas did it back-to-back, right? Yeah. But in, in the, if you look at it generally, uh, whether or not the MPFL has, has um, progressed or regressed, I think in the last 10 years, it's been a bit of improvement, yeah. you know, at some point during the 10 years, a bit of um, forward movement and then a lot of backward movement. Absolutely. So Just when we... At the end of the last decade, right. I, I still think the, the, the league is right where it, it was before the start of the decade. Yeah. You can't find the direction. That's basically what Lakule is saying because yeah. when you look at the league, you know, this is where we're heading to. This is where this league is heading to. It's It's been like... Just moving around in circles, yeah. just revolving around, making the same old mistakes and all of that. So we hope that things can be better. Uh, certainly, luckily, you did touch on the great points. Uh, you did mention uh, Kanu Pillars uh, winning the title uh, probably the most times in the last uh, couple of Along years. Along with Aimba. Along with Aimba. actually uh, won the title three, uh, times. three times on a bounce that was yeah. between... Uh, what year was that actually? 2011 to 2014. They pretty yeah. much, uh, you know, had a stranglehold on the title. Uh, Aimba, of course. Dolphins also won it uh, back in the 2010 season, 2010-2011 season. Aimba won it in the 2009-2010 season, which is, of course, uh, the start of the last decade. Played to United, uh, winning it as recently as 2016. And, of course, who will forget that uh, historic title, which is kind of equivalent to Liverpool's title. Um, Inigo Rangers winning yeah. the first title after 30 uh, years, years 30, 34 years that was in 2015 2016 yeah. and of course the most recent league champions uh, were Ayimba of Abba who of course won the title back in the 2018 2019 season quite a, an, an interesting um, lineup of, of teams to have won the title so you've got a uh, an incredible list of Top teams, Ayimba, Canopilla is the obvious one. Dolphins in the mix at the start of the decade. Last year, last decade basically, uh, you got Lobby Stars who were champions, but that, that league wasn't conclusive. Exactly. I was about to say, it, it wasn't... I think it's unfair to really refer to them as champions because... It's unfair. Team, it, it is unfair because teams like Aquai United, teams like Ayimba who were just lurking around would have thought probably we'll Inabong, have a crack. Inabong, before you go too far, can I ask you a question? Please do. Who... Do you put the, f- the blame on for the it league? Can't be ending stars. Up... So, why are you saying it's unfair to call them champions? It, it, it's unfair on the other teams, as I've mentioned, the likes of Aquai United, who were very close, just a couple of points of teams like Inimba, who were also close. It's unfair the way the league ended. No, but... I actually think it's unfair to say that they're not deserved champions. I never they were said they were not they deserved were on top champions. Of the table virtually all of this uh, weeks for a long period so yeah i mean it wasn't I mean, their fault that the league end, ended abruptly but in a season of 38 games yes if you hand a team a trophy after 24 matches is it fair on the rest why of the i team? disagree with you is this but you're making it sound is... like you're making it sound like lobby stars are saying we love the fact that the league is ending <laughs> we just love to that's take not what the league i'm saying I'll ask, I'll ask you one question please do if you, you guys are throwing if, questions if, no, at me left right center if you end that's why i brought you your expertise <laughs> <laughs> if you if you ended the the premier league mm. now would liverpool take it yeah. Oh, hell they would. Come on, <laughs> what are you oh, talking about? They, yeah. They'll snap your finger. They'll snap your finger. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that bad particular league title, just to put in perspective for uh, some of our uh, listeners, was in the 2017-2018 season. That's when Lobby Stars actually won it under uh, Solomon Obede. He would certainly want to be uh, regarded as, as an MPFL champion. Very you know? sad. He's late. Yeah. It's quite a it's quite a sad one, but of course, um, Ayimba also in 2018-2019, like we've talked about, and you've got um, of course they won it through a championship playoffs. Right then, let's get on to uh, 
a quote. We're trying to basically decipher why the league hasn't had a direction we could all be a bit proud of. And here's a quote from an independence director of the league management company, uh, league management company, I should say, Nduka Irabo, who is a popular figure in Nigerian football. Well, this statement was made in October of 2019 in an interview with the Guardian news outlet. He did say, and I quote, our local league is not popular because our football is not on television. Well, uh, Astadia do not have the facilities to attract people to match venues. This is also the problem of, there's also the problem, beg your pardon, of insecurity and others at the league venues. Now, it's always good to have a perspective of someone working inside the organization because from a strategic point of view, they can tell you a bit more than uh, we, the journalists, can tell you. But how big a problem is it, Olakunde, that the league is not on television? It's a huge problem, obviously. Uh, like you started the show, uh, what you said at the start of the show, uh, football is big business. And if you're going to sell your that's product... That's what we, we say it a lot in Nigeria. Yeah, uh, you know, it, football it, is big business. Everybody says it. All the, all the state governors say it. But that's the truth. <laughs> all the... All the, the you know the sports, you know commission people. They say, yeah, you know, football says is big business. We need to, we need to milk it. You just don't get that um, the same temperament from them when it comes to actually implementing things that can really take the football in the country forward. And when you mention the fact that how big a problem, it, it's a, it's a bit of a problem because all over the world, people look at Nigeria as a footballing country. You know, by virtue of some of the top players that were produced over the years. So, everybody, when you mention Nigeria, they're thinking Wanko Kanu, they're thinking uh, um, JJ Okocha, they're thinking all of these great players. And at this moment in time, in 2020, one would have thought that our football would have grown beyond where it is now. Right. And if you don't have our football on TV, how exactly do you intend to project, you know, the, the, the product that you're packaging, which mm. is the league, which is the football? So, when it's not on TV, it's almost impossible to move the league anywhere. It's almost mm. impossible to take the league to the next level. Right. Because especially, I mean, we're, we just finished the last part of a, a great decade from the 2009-10 season to the 2018-19 season. And in that period, social media has become such a strong, if not a, the, more important, the most important part of the, of the game itself. Uh, you know, and social media now includes television on the phone. People, yeah. people yeah. watch as much as uh, from the phones and all that stuff. What, what does it take to have a functional league? Um, I would think that TV, um, TV is, is quite a big problem, but I think there's a bigger problem, which is structure. Right. We're not putting structures in place. The league is not properly run. And, I, and I, I can dare the people who run the league to come out and tell us, because there are instances where you would think that our league should be run professionally. There are certain things you need to do. There are certain things the clubs need to put in place. There are structures that clubs should have for a league to be called professional. If clubs are owing players, that cannot be a professional league. If stadiums are, are not secured, that cannot be a professional league. If coaches are getting contracts, we're not know, we don't know about the contracts. Players are signing contracts, we do not know about those contracts. That cannot be a professional league. So there are a lot more things that the, the people who run the league need to sit down and get right before we talk TV. Because for TV to come, there has to be marketability. You right. have to be able to sell this product to them because no one is going to put a crappy thing on TV to right. with due respect to, to the LMC. So I th I'm, I'm thinking, how about we go sit back and run it professionally? How about we think, is it possible to have 20 teams in, in the MPFL? We've said this over time. It is impossible for 20 teams to stick to the rules and we can go back to the rules. What, are, what is on paper? The right. rules is not... It's not really good uh, enough for for a professional league, right? I mean, the, the professional. He, he he's used the word 
professional a couple of times now and it must be mentioned it's not just concocted it's actually from the nigerian professional football league it's uh acronym for npfl yeah so in case you're just uh you know joining us for uh, the first time and you're wondering you know what 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 the professional what's the what the force about uh the word professional is all about but i mean it makes a great point in the sense that uh, tv is an important part of, of a football league but to put a league on television yeah. you, you need other factors that because t- t- tv is basically about eyeballs it's about people seeing what's happening yeah but it doesn't end at seeing things happening on the football pitch you know people need to know how much a player is signed for things like i totally agree h- how much i mean we, we, we're hearing for example you know that bruno fernandez might move to manchester united right and we already we already know what the range of his salary per week would be one fifty thousand pounds there about those are information that's also sites for T- football fans tv in my opinion is probably the how pretty the 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 piece of silverware or the piece of um uh, whatever they're using to serve a particular food that you just finished preparing right you know the entire process of preparing the food has to be done correctly has to be done properly and i, I quite agree with you in your bond in my opinion i feel like there's no we we lack that honesty the administrators yeah. of uh, uh, of nigerian football that honesty that integrity and the willpower to really grow Nigerian football. Because yeah. if you want to do it, there are so many things that you need to do. It needs to start from the government, the policies that are right to grow the, 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 the football league, infrastructural development. Government has got to invest. Yeah. If you're yeah. going to, if, if you're going to uh, um, attract uh, private business owners yeah. to invest money in the league, yeah. then you've got, it, it's got to start with the government. The government has got to give confidence to these private people to say, this is what we're looking to build this in the next few years. Yeah. And we can cite a lot of examples, but that's another, that's a conversation. Well, well one of our, you know, uh, mutual friends, Rotus, um, who runs a lot of data for, uh, financial organizations he's been on our neck so many times as football journalists to provide him with some statistics that support <laughs> you know the, the the local league and what it could bring what it brings to the table from a financial point of view and you never get to have those numbers it never really yeah, just comes yeah, out very you know? difficult we hear a pin drop in the studio it almost feels like <laughs> one of the administrators trying to give us something. <laughs> but, um, let's take it back to uh, 2017 now and just a, for perspective uh, when the league administrators opted to uh, decentralize uh, the sponsorship portfolio of the the local league, the NPFL, as it's popularly called. The old chairman at the time of the LMC, Malam Sheudiko, uh, reiterated that I mean, the Nigerian Professional Football League would no longer have a solitary title sponsor. Now, the NPFL, until that time, back in 2017, had a telco outfit, which is telecommunications, just for um, elaborating purposes. A global com at the time, uh, where you know title sponsors of the Nigerian Professional Football League were actually called the what's it called the NPL, you know the the the, the glow NPFL at the time, right? Um, there were headline sponsors or title sponsors, as you know the case may be. Um, so obviously, the plan was to go for some sort of a, a multi-sponsorship-based exclusive categories. At the time, we all thought, great, yeah. great, great, you know, this decentralization of, of the the title sponsorship. You have um, a couple of other portfolios, but it hasn't quite evolved since that period. Do, do you quite remember the story then? Yeah, I, I do. And it felt like a breath of fresh air at the time because it, feels, it felt like more money will be coming into the league. More sponsors means more money. And it would have been quite exciting. But the truth of the matter is that Olakunle said something. It's quite important that... When you're running a business like the football business, it's got to be as transparent as it gets. And we didn't quite get that transparency. And when sponsors see yeah. sit down and they look at things and they're not quite getting that, that feel of transparency, yeah. 
they tend to go away. And it, it felt really good at the time, but hasn't quite kicked in. Well, according to LMC at the time, right? Um, they, they said, obviously, there would be different categories for uh, sponsorships, such as uh, the official telco sponsor. Right, so bringing that down from a title outright sponsor to a telco sponsor, you would have the official bank, you would have the official car brand. This is according to a statement released by LMC back in 2017. You'd also have something like an official beverage company amongst other uh, different portfolios, just as you can imagine. Manchester United, speaking of which, have as much as what 50, yeah, you know, global brands. They have a mattress sponsor, mm. right? So you can these things are as much as your mind can can create, and as much as brands are willing to to pay um let's not forget that in 2016 that's a year before 2017 the lmc announced a groundbreaking five-year partnership deal with a top nigerian beer brand uh star lager as the official uh, beer partner of the league and at the time i mean you've got to also remember at the start of the premier league back in 1991-92 it was the government who actually yeah. said look we're going to create stadia and the great operating environment the top clubs came together and said, look, we cannot go together this way anymore. We need to create something of a sustainable government. Say, you know what, we'll invest some money, but the rest would be down to you. And speaking of title sponsors, Barclays Premier League, as we grew up to know it, mm. is, is, is far forgotten. Yeah. The Barclays Premier League. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so it used to be the Barclays card. It used to be. Barclay, used to be, used to be. Barclay card. Right. The Barclays card before the Barclays. And that, that was taken away. Yeah. So basically saying, look, if you want to sponsor a sponsor is from a from a an official bank perspective. Yeah. yeah. Right. So you cannot give out the biggest brand to one title sponsor. So just one title right. sponsor. So that's what the LMC were trying to do at the time. So it felt like it felt like it was a good move because it was around the same time that the Premier League came out to say, we're not having just one title sponsor anymore. We're going to, you know, break it down to different levels. I think and the Premier League did it two years before that time. You know, so it felt like it was good. I mean, the LMC trying to do obviously more money because it does look like that's a very sensible way yeah. of doing business. Yeah. But in my opinion, I also feel like what we've seen with the uh, uh, Shell Deco-led LMC in, 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 in the last couple of years is a lot of talk and little action. We always hear that they, they just signed this deal, they're doing this next, they're doing that next, and at the end of the day, few months, few years down the line, we find out that nothing, nothing at all has been done as regards that particular announcement. Mm. Uh, so we've mentioned the official bank uh, uh, sponsor, official car brand, official beverage, amongst others. We've mentioned uh, they signed a deal with uh, Star Lager uh, in 2016, a five-year partnership, which uh, by my reckoning should running till now. Yeah, it right? should be, should but you know. running till now, right? Um, I mean, obviously, we've mentioned uh, they used to have a, a glow, a glow as the telco sponsors, but let's touch base with one uh, a sponsorship portfolio, which has become probably the most important one. Yeah, and uh, that takes us to uh, the one layer of uh, the portfolio, the TV rights deal, right? And look, everybody knows Super Sports Nigeria sponsored the, the Nigerian, you know, where the the, the right holders yeah. right to the Nigerian Professional Football League for quite some time until they didn't quite think it was we're not quite sure we'll have to bring somebody from Sports Sports to come tell us exactly what went down and why they uh, could but for, for what we get you go ahead you yeah something? I was going to say I think um, the Super Sports LFC deal the problem was the economic situation of Nigeria at the time the deal was signed um, a dollar to a naira was about 160 and then it got to a point the recession got into Nigeria economic situation was really unfavorable, unfavorable to Supersport. And bearing in mind that all of the expenses that Supersport were incurring were in dollars, mm. right? And all of the income that they were getting from Naira was in Naira. Yeah. 
So economically, business-wise, it didn't make any sense. How are you spending dollars and you're getting Naira back? And that's considering the Naira just took a, 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 a very dangerous or a very deep dive against the dollar. So it, was, it, it didn't make business sense for Supersport to continue with the, uh, with the MPFL. And also bear in mind that at the time, the cost of producing MPFL games actually shot up from about 6 million Naira to 15 million Naira. So it, business-wise, it didn't make sense for Supersport to continue. Well, that's a, an interesting perspective. Uh, Supersport's a, a South African-owned company. And of course, a, a friend told me, I think uh, Chata, shout out to him if he's yeah. listening. Uh, he mentioned, don't, when you think about money, don't think about Naira. Yeah, Just don't, don't. Think, think dollars, right? Yeah. The yeah. global currency of the world. So that, that makes sense. I mean, if, if you're going to produce a Nigerian professional football league game for 15 million Naira, yeah. right, how much is that in dollars? mathematics is good reverse calculation <laughs> um, actually we've got we've got to make this happen we've got to make this let's happen just, uh, let's just calculate that um <laughs> reverse calculation that's dividing 15 million yeah naira that's about forty one thousand. Forty one thousand dollars dollars yeah for nigerian professional football league games one game one game one game so that's uh and in times times 20 times 10 venues Times that's 10 410. Yeah, that's 410. 410. I had to do that. that yeah, I, could times, do, I could do that easily. <laughs> <laughs> times 38. How many games in the season? 38. No, not 38. They weren't covering... 360 um, games. 360 games. 360 games. And they were covering all they were covering games. a couple of games. Right. Every weekend, two games per weekend. So you're thinking $82,000 every week. And that is insane money. Now, if, if you have to do that with games um, on Wednesdays, weekend... Wednesday's weekend, you're thinking $164,000 every week. And you were saying you, you were, they were playing three games in seven days. Come on, imagine <laughs> that. <laughs> so in one week, you spend uh, as much as uh, 80 or uh, 90 200 something thousand yeah, dollars. Well, uh, from a financial point of view, I mean, we're, we're just journalists and, and lay people. Yeah, these numbers so, are so, not so, so we're, we're doing numbers <laughs> off the top of our head, basically. Yeah. Um, I mean, before we before we go into that, um, this is actually a tweet from August, um, August of 2019, 19. right? Uh, the LMC announced, right? This is from the official page, by the way. Uh, LMC NPFL, that's the official uh, Twitter page. It says it said TV rights deal worth 34 million dollars agreed with Super Sports for the Glow NPFL. That was actually in 2013. That was actually in 2013. I beg your pardon. Yeah. That was actually in 2013. So it was a uh, that was when the deal, deal. Yeah, that was when the deal was signed. The yeah. deal was supposed to kick so off. Was, the deal was supposed to kick off. The deal was signed in 2013, but it was supposed to kick off in 2015. Yeah, right. Because yeah. Uh, if I if I remember clearly, in the 2012-2013 season, Glow were sponsors, Tai Two sponsors, but there were no TV right sponsors. Even two years before then, there was no sponsor at all for the MPFL. So in 2013, Glow took over. And then a deal was signed with Supersport, $34 million. Right. But the deal was supposed to kick off in 2015 through 2019. 2019. Right. So yeah. three years after, three uh, seasons after, you know, that deal is nowhere to be found. So by, by common logic, 2015, 2019, that deal should have ended at the end of December. So we're, mm. we should have been talking about renewal yeah. of that deal. And a popular journalist at the time, uh, Colin Udo, who, of course, uh, it was pretty much uh, one of the biggest across in this part of the world. Uh, did tweets back at the LMC. He did say, uh, question is, is this a direct deal between the LMC or Super Sports? Or is there a middle party involved? Well, we'll have to bring him to the studio to maybe elaborate uh, <laughs> what on exactly that. But, talking but about. basically, three full seasons after, fast forward to November 2019, the league management company of the Nigerian Professional Football League announces a groundbreaking deal with Chinese-based Next TV. 
for broadcast rights for the league for the 2019-2020 season, which is pretty much the one we're currently in. The five-year contract is worth over $200 million, which is how many percent and increments on what we had before? I, for, let's I mean, just move on. you know what? Let's move on. Uh, Two hundred million dollars uh, in projected income and other commercial inflows. Now, of course, great news. We all thought and still think it's great news. Yeah. But it's all gone pretty quiet, guys. I mean, November to to January, we haven't heard anything that has suggested that that deal has you know taken off the way all so, parties believe. I mean, so you see, for me, my worry is this, or my worry was the first time this deal was announced. When you hear announcements like this, and most of the time, the intricacies of these kind of deals, some of the fans do not even want to really focus on them because sometimes it can get very, uh, very complicated. So people just want to watch the game. We don't care how much you sign. We right. just want to see the game. And that's where it brings me to the basic form of signing a deal like this. When you announce a deal like this, the first thing the fans want to know is where can we watch the games? Yeah. That's the first thing the fans want to know. They don't care how much you're getting in. We care because this, this is our job. Mm. But the fans just want to know, where can we see the games? And that was my first issue when I saw the announcement. Yeah. The LMC bringing out an announcement like this are supposed to be breaking the situation down and saying, because we don't even know what platform Next TV are on. It, it, was, it was the first time for a lot it of was people first hearing time. Next TV. So mm. they were supposed to, the LMC was supposed to break this thing down and say, this is what the, 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 the deal is about. This is where the games are going to be. If the games are going to be on digital, this is where it's going to be. We're going to be able to sell also uh, production materials to other platforms. You're supposed to break these things down. Yeah. But they didn't. So I did a, I did a quick uh, math and I realized the $34 million deal, worth the deal, Super Sports yeah, signed, yeah. Back in 2013 to run for uh, 2015 to 2019, 2019, a year would have been pegged at uh, 8.5 million pounds. Dollars, dollars, dollars. We're sticking with dollars. And this current deal, if you're dividing that by a five year period per annum, would be at around 40 million dollars. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, that's it, a lot it, of increments. That's, 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 that's a lot, lot of, of, and you've got to also watch the keyword they put in there, um, you know, in projected income. And other commercial inflows. And the first thing, like Alakode mentioned, uh, we don't know Next TV. Yeah. So if you're going to strike a deal with Next TV, you've got to <laughs> help us a bit. Help, yeah. help us out here. Yeah. Tell us who Next TV are. And like, how, do, how do we find them? Exactly. What app are they on? Like LM, LMC, waiting there. Cool. Like, like, <laughs> it's always a problem with broadcast. the LMC. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's always a problem with the LMC. A lack of information or a hoarding of it. It's a difficult one because you need to come out and let people know this is what we're doing. And in fairness to them, the, when people criticize the LMC for not working, they say they're doing a lot of work behind the scenes. Well, we need to know. But people you need to know. And people come to us journalists and say, what is the LMC doing? And we do not have information. I reached out to uh, the, the leak management company media guy, Harry Wala. I was trying to get a clarification on the deals and why um, it seems um, at the moment things have not really kicked on. Right. And he said he didn't have any information. That's the media officer of the LMC. And I felt it was really embarrassing. I reached out to Sheo Diko. He wasn't answering his messages. He wasn't taking his calls. And this is a problem with the, with the league management company. And it's not just me. A lot of people complain about the fact that they're not telling us what's happening. And we need to know. We're stakeholders in this business. And we need to know what's happening. And I look at the LMC and I wonder, transparency. Can they be transparent enough? Can they come out and... Get us to know what is happening. And this is where this is where I've got to say in your book that if the LMC are doing as much work as they've claimed over the years that they're doing, 
were supposed to be their friends. Yeah. Were supposed to be the ones who propagate this work that they seem. One well, thing is, doing. they have friends that you're not just one of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, you get true. what I mean. Yeah. You get what I mean. <laughs> you're not on the table. If, if, if they're doing the, the amount of work that they claim to have been doing, they're supposed to at least make this information readily available to people like us, so we can put it out there, so people find can find a know. way to be their friend. Find, like find, you find, find, find a way. I have no idea Locate, what you guys are talking about. Locate the hotel. <laughs> right, but of course, um, just just to put a bit more perspective, according to uh, the chairman of the LMC, Shodiko, uh, who we need reached out to, hopefully that message is replied anytime soon. <laughs> um, with the technicality of Next, and this is a statement that was released by the LMC at the time, uh, LMC can produce and can produce MPFL content which can be distributed to more than twenty million Nigerians in diaspora. I mean, when you use the word diaspora, yeah. the people in the country <laughs> do not have an They've idea. They've not seen it. Well, I haven't seen it. It's audio, it's audio broadcasting. It's, it's, it's audio everything. It's <laughs> audio work. It's audio deal. Audio everything. It, it, it I mean, mind, the, mind, mind not the fact that it's a, it's a podcast. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's so much of audio. Where well, was struggling. Pun intended. Yeah, pun intended. Right? But yeah, I mean, <laughs> so much audio was, was struggling. And you've got to say, he said, the objective of the transaction is to have a partner that will produce uh, MPFL content uh, in the same way La Liga and EPL have their own uh, content producers. It's, 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 it's all in the, pre- in, the, in the press statements. You see, it? I think at this moment, I have to go back to what Neobong said at the start. Putting the league on TV is very good. The, 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 the funniest thing is there's a lot of, there's a lot of um, fans in the country who actually want to see Nigerian football. Yeah. As much as they do not think that the, the standard or the level is where it's supposed to be, a lot of people want to see it. So when you put it on TV, it's good for the people. But also, there's so many things that you're supposed to be worrying about. You're talking about uh, broadcasting 20 million people in diaspora and all of that. The security in the stadiums are not so good. The broadcast company do not feel safe when yeah. they come to the stadium. Which with is the equipment. The things, yeah, which is one of the things. Exactly. Super sports. Uh, I mean, we... we uh, we have a couple of friends, you know, that work for super sports. Right. Yeah. And one of the biggest complaints was, look, first, uh, forget the fact that our stadia, you know, is not, is not adjusted to, it's not well, it's not, it's not well, it's not, no, it's, it's not well adjusted for media protocol. Yeah. You know, to set up cameras and all that stuff. I think a friend of mine, uh, and a bon actually, uh, which he, that's a Yoruba word in, um, in English parlance is more like, you know, an yeah, yeah, like elderly a big colleague, a big brother, uh, mentioned that I think only, even the newly much heralded Aquibom International Stadium, the Nest of Champions, isn't built to to carry to accommodate the top the, the media, media yeah. equipment, you know. And that's the newest con- stadium in the country, mm. and, and the, the, the almost the the pride of of the Sub-Saharan <laughs> Africa as was uh, called at the time. But let's move away from that. I wanted to mention that you've got to get something sorted out. You yeah. know, the TV is just a big part of it, just just one part of it. But when things like security is not available for journalists how many times do photojournalists put out a camera in the stadium and somebody tells them put that thing down yeah, case yeah. in point yeah. quickly you happens all the time. case in point yeah. we all remember the the i think it was the final or the semi-final of the uh playoffs during the last season yeah it was canopillars against who I think Lobby Stars. I, I think it was Canopillas against Lobby Stars. And then um, Rabiu Ali did what he did. And yeah. then there was violence in the stadium, at Gigi Stadium in Lagos. And we all saw what happened. The guys who were, the commentators in the stadium, it was literally, they were under a siege. You know, their lives were at risk because of the violence in the stadium. And there was no security officials nowhere. So when you're looking to put the, the, the league on TV, and the people who are supposed to come and do this production are not even safe. What right. exactly are you doing? Well, uh, next to TV... 
are the ones uh, that got a five-year partnership with the LMC. Uh, projected income we're hearing was worth $200 million. Uh, dollars. Right, that deal was signed in... I don't know when it was signed, but it was announced in November. Yeah, that one thing we're, we're sure about. Well, um, the deal uh, includes a partnership uh, agreement with Nine Mobile, uh, well, of course, one of the biggest telco companies in the country, uh, to provide data and exclusive bundles to ensure content from Next TV is available uh, to all uh, OTT platforms at subsidized rates. Now, and for context, let's just. Uh, I take a cross, take a look across the, the African continent because it's pretty much uh, one famous writer mentioned. You know, if Nigeria get it right, the rest of Africa get it right. I think yeah. that's actually wrong. I think Ghana are getting it right. You know, South <laughs> Africa everybody, are getting everybody it right. Are getting it right. You know, um, but yeah, we get the point. Uh, for context, um, across the TV rights landscape in Africa, hopefully uh, we gain some insights as to how the NPFL versus Next TV deal. Affairs amongst its contemporaries. Let's uh, take a dive down. Well, North African countries have the lion's share of, uh, of football leagues that make a lot of money on the continent. Now, this is possibly uh, why most of their finest players, of course, ply their trade uh, uh, back home in Africa. Uh, starting off with the, let's just take a momentary move away from North Africans. Let's start off with the, the nearest guys, the guys who are six hours away from us by flight. Uh, the APSA Premier League, the APSA Premier PSL. Soccer League, the what they call it, the PSL. The yeah, PSL. PSL. The PSL. The South African League is uh, one of the biggest on the continent by some stretch, and indeed in the top 15 most commercially viable leagues in the world. Uh, this is as a result of a five year deal with banking giants APSA. That's where they get the APSA from. It's a bank in South Africa which was signed in 2007. Well, the contract is worth. 500 million rand, which is equivalent to 61 million dollars uh, for a period of five years and has been renewed thrice with the recent renewal coming back in 2017. So if you put up 61 million dollars in two places, how much is that? That's uh, 122 million dollars. Yeah. You know, renewed thrice. That's a lot of money. Yeah, that's a lot right? of money. And look, this is a league we all see on television. You know, do not have... They, can, they cannot fill up a stadium. Yeah. Right? Except for the big, you know, the Kaiser Chiefs games, the Orlando Pirates, yeah. and the, the big ones. But that league is on TV. And we, we've talked about Super Sports already. They actually have a full studio to go to the pre-match analysis of those games. You have people on the ground. Ground, exactly. It's just... It's, it's, it looks like what a TV rights deal should look like. I mean, it's, it's well-structured. And people... TV makes everything look so glam, so fantastic... But the work behind the scene is absolutely incredible. It, the, the football, the players, the welfare of the players, the logistics, security at the stadium, the quality of the stadiums, it, it is quite the total package. And that's why it looks good on TV. And he talked about the fact that they can't really fill out the stadiums. It, it's difficult because on the African continent, you know, the, the exposure to European football, it's, it's quite out there. Mm. But I tell you what, Kaiser Chiefs play Orlando Pirates. If Manchester City joins with Manchester United to play against Real Madrid, joined with Barcelona, and there's a Soweto derby, the stadium will be packed in Raptors. No, but I, yeah, but I, also tell, you, but I yeah. also tell you, one of the reasons why they might not be able to fill up the stadiums for you know, some of the games, aside from the big ones, mm. is probably as popular as football is, rugby also takes a very, yeah, very good exactly. chunk of their That's support. That's a very good you know, So in Nigeria, football is the biggest. Yeah, yeah. so... And we, and we cannot fill up our stadiums. And we cannot fill up our for, stadiums. For, for local league games. Well, just fantastic. To put things, look, I love it. Very just, fantastic. Just to put things in perspective, well, the league awarded a, a 277 million five-year television rights deal to the country's uh, super sports satellite channel uh, operated by media conglomerate NASPERS. 
Uh, a lot of people didn't know that. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the deal, which uh, has begun in uh, 2007, uh, basically ran through till 2012, was struck at the cost of $200 million. Uh, that's about a 1.6 billion round. That's me trying to make it feel like it came, in off, my, it came off my head, but they're actually <laughs> reading off a script. Um, it was renewed in 2012 and 2017. So perspective, the title sponsors, APSA, pay $61 million. Dollars. Right. For a cycle. Yeah. And the TV rights deal is worth $200 million. Dollars. Dollars, right. $200 million. How much money are they making? It's, it's, it's ridiculous. You know, that, that money could run, if you put this money together, it could run some sectors of economy. And, and people say football is big business. They don't say it as much as we do, but they are showing but their actions the that football is big they're business. They're doing the work. And that's just, if, if we're talking perspective of the entire country and what it does for the economy, that's just one source of income. Right. You know, you're not, you're, not, you're not even talking about what you get from that one source of income. You're not talking about what you get from different businesses, the activations yeah. that happen. Because basically, football activates every part of the economy. Yeah. Name it. Every sector of the economy, football will activate it for you. Mm. But my, my, my worry is that it feels like in Nigeria, the government, the people who run our football, they do not understand. Or maybe they do, but they don't care about how much football can do to the economy of Nigeria. At the very crucial time that we're in in Nigeria, employment rate is very high. Inflation rate is very, very high. Very low, you mean? Uh, empl employment rate is very you know, low. low. Unemployment inflation. rate is yeah. very high. Uh, inflation rate very high. Crime rate very high. I think Situ inflation is somewhere around 11. Double digits. The and double that's, digits, that, yeah. that's sad news when you have a situation like that in the country. So people, they do not understand. Or maybe like I said, they do, but they don't care how much football can do uh, for, for where we are as a country. Well, speaking of TV rights, well, Super Sports in South Africa uh, licenses uh, the TV rights to another media company. It's so big. They actually license it to somewhere, someone else uh, based in South Africa uh, called SABC. It's pretty much like the NTA of uh, Nigerian football uh, to show 46 <laughs> games. They didn't change Nigeria, but with a lot more quality. <laughs> yeah, a lot more, a, lot, a lot more quality. So that's uh, pretty much what you call a sub-license. Um, the producer's just making sure. Um, look, the deal for SABC, basically, it's not as big as Super Sports, but they can show 46 games on television. The deal is worth $5 million, which is about the 720 uh, uh, thousand uh, million rands, uh, seven so two million, million rands. Yeah, basically. Well, then let's let's move away from uh, the South African league because we can talk about it for uh, you know the next one hour. It's just a glorious to watch uh, the Vuvuzelas, all the, the glamour that comes with it. The next stop on the continent that uh, we wanted to touch base with is the Etisalat. We used to be Etisalat, actually, Egyptian Premier league in egypt obviously well the egyptian league is basically sponsored by uh, that telco giant was sponsored by that telco giant uh because obviously we're, we're taking a bit of uh perspective from way back well the league has been existing since 1946 which um is quite a long time ago well egypt's egyptian state broadcasters and other private media organs are fully engaged in marketing the country's uh league well this has cost them 8 million egyptian pounds which is about 1.3 uh, million pounds to broadcast uh, the Mi games. 1.3 million dollars. Dollars, yeah. 3 million dollars to broadcast the games. Which is quite the... It's uh, the golfing class is there. You yeah. know, you're talking about Very one digit. There. You're talking about uh, more than double digits for the South African, which is true why I think the South African League is the most uh, profitable uh, league in, in Africa. Well, let's move away from uh, the... Well, Egypt, Egypt have got big clubs. You know, that doesn't yeah. still stop the clubs from dominating the continents, the Ahali of this world, uh, Zamalek. And, and, and because they're, they're winning trophies on the African continent, they're making, they're, the revenue they're making from, from winning CAF Champions League, CAF yeah. Confederation Cup, yeah. it is massive. So there's a lot more money coming 
to to the to the Egyptian clubs, and it's it's quite fantastic. They might not have the the might of the South African league, yeah. but they're pulling their weight slowly and pushing really. Fair to say that they make the most money from uh, direct revenue. Mm. You know, direct revenue from ticket sales. Yeah, right. And obviously, the Egyptian league has uh, taken a hit from uh, the. The 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 the, the, yeah, the, 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 yeah. the problem the uh, problem they had uh, political troubles. instability in the country yeah. and of course they had that stadium um, um, stampede at the time which of course uh, caused a couple of stadium uh, stadia to be closed and everything but they still make a lot of money from prize money it, like you mentioned and it's great to see that like we mentioned at the start the TV rights deal is just the icing on the cake it's like yeah. serving yeah. the food from the kitchen but yeah. there are other things you can actually do to get money there are so the many things. You know, if you go and see an an Alakli training session, there was a time it was about sixty thousand fans yeah. in the stadium just to More see their training. More than the actual game. That's that's ridiculous, and that's that's an African club. And you're talking about me- merchandise as well, because and you're talking merchandise as mm. well. So how have they been able to do it that they bring so many fans to the stadium to come see just the training in a country that has a, a larger political instability than us? That, that, that I'll, I'll tell a, I'll tell a little story. When I went to South Africa in 2013. You walk into a Nigerian mall, you're seeing an Arsenal jersey, you're seeing a My United jersey. When you walk into uh, the Santon City Mall in Joburg, you you're more likely to see a Bitfest Vis jersey, yeah. or a Kaiser Chiefs jersey, a an Orlando Pirates jersey before you see an Arsenal jersey. Mm. It's it's quite out there, and it's not just the big clubs. It's it's almost the clubs are trying to make money from 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 different sources. Yeah, unlike our own, it's you go to a football stadium, Choir United are playing. You're seeing Santos jersey. You're seeing uh, in my United. <laughs> I tell you what. I, I tell, I'll tell you a quick story, right? Three years ago, Aqua United had had the best jersey in the country. Yeah, right. They had a white and blue jersey. Yeah, I so, can remember. I can so remember pretty, that. Right. And I saw it on a colleague, a senior colleague, and um, I, I tweeted at the, the Aqua United official uh, Twitter page and said, "Guys, I, I want this jersey. It's, mm. it's so beautiful." And you know what they tweeted back? Mm. Tweeted back saying. Don't worry, we'll give you next season's jersey. I'm like, no, I actually want, I want this the one, one mm. I'm seeing. And they were like, no, we'll give you next season's jersey. I'm like, can you just so, direct me to <laughs> where the guy I can, I can get, <laughs> where I can buy this particular one? Well, I mean, we still see Vodafone jerseys. Yeah, you know, the, the, exactly. The, the, the Man United treble jersey. We yeah. still see the O2 jerseys. The Invincibles. You know, BT Sports, right? Who are one of the TV rights holders in 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 the Premier, the League. Premier League? Have a show dedicated to jerseys. You know, yeah what you wore on the day. It's such, as much as your mind can fathom. You know? I, I, think, I think what we also need to understand is this. In Nigeria, currently, as we have it, the MPFL, the people who run it do not see it as they're running a business. That's because... Do if, you know if, why? If, because if you... Do you know what, luckily? They've never run a business. Look at South Africa. Look at the big countries in the world who have big leagues. They are run by people who have built businesses for a long period, and they have a successful model that they built their business with. Look at the South African League. It's always run by a technocrat, someone who's got a big business. But when you're handing the so, league to a... Do you think if Dangote was running our league, our league would be like this? No chance. Absolutely no chance. not. So I was going to play out a, a, a comparative analysis, a scenario here. Uh, take, take an Uber driver, mm. right? Not the owner of the car. Mm. Was given by someone you're going to deliver weekly or monthly or daily or whatever... He's Shout out so, to Uber, the free yeah, well, We'll be mentioning brands, so I felt comfortable mentioning right. that. So <laughs> The guy doesn't really care too much about the health of the car. 
But if somebody comes to say, we want to take this car off you, he'll probably go as far as killing the person mm. because this car is what put food on my table. Yeah. But he doesn't really care about the health of exactly. the car because he's not the owner of the car. He doesn't care. He can run into potholes. Yeah. He can run into another car. He's not concerned. So mm. long as the car, the engine doesn't stop. So long as the four tires doesn't stop. As long as the car is moving. As long as the car is moving. I'm going to make money. I'm going to eat. I don't care what happens to the car. So that's the situation of the Nigerian League, in my opinion. The league does not belong to anyone. It a lot of the clubs belong to the state go government. So mm. the people running it are thinking, it's not my personal business. I just need to make my money and eat exactly. and I'm good. I don't, you know, so that's the situation. And I was going to also say, when you mentioned that when you enter a particular store in South Africa, you see jerseys of uh, uh, clubs in the country. People might misunderstand that, I think, and think maybe what we need to do is we need to regulate how much international content you no, sell here. No, I think no. not. I think the reason why you can walk into those kind of stores and see those kind of jerseys is because it's the amount of work that the league has been able to do to endear the football in the country to the fans. Mm -hmm. The fans know the players. They love the players. Exactly. They want to associate themselves with the league and with the players in the league. So you go to Instagram, luckily. You go to Instagram and you're trying. You're looking at the, an MPFL player, possibly someone who's been playing around here. And I can mention a few names. Ike Chuki Benebo has been around. They call him the Mosquito Rabioli. You go to, to social media. This guys can't boast of twenty thousand followers on social media. Yeah. Go to 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 the South African League and go to someone like Persita. Oh, not not Persita. What's this guy who used to play for Mamelodi Sundowns that is now playing for for Kite Zachiv, the Zimbabwean? Um, I can't remember his name. Um, Kiss Yeah. Um, these are people who are pulling 40,000, 50,000. And it's because the fans know them. Yeah. There's an awareness of the league in the consciousness of a South African. And this is a country that sports is divided um, by football and rugby. I like yeah. to give I yeah. like to give a quick example, guys. Just uh, just a quick example. India. In in before uh India were able to get a league. Now cricket is very big in India. Yeah, it is. Before they were able to get a league for their cricket, it was in 2007. That's very recently. Mm. And by 2017, they had signed a deal that was worth 1.5 billion dollars. So that shows that if you if you put the structure you're supposed to put in place, yeah. if you do what you're supposed to do, it, it's it's all there. It's I'm, big I'm business. More so. You know, we have the numbers to drive. We have the numbers to drive brands to say, look, we have the eyeballs. Absolutely, we, we do. We have we have everything. You know, so I mean, just to you mentioned Dangote. I think one of you mentioned Dangote, and I was thinking just off the top of my head. You know, so I mean, is there a need to push the agenda that Dangote should then take over the Nigerian Professional Football League? I don't you think know, because so. Because there's there's a big story around him every yeah, time every that he wants to get Arsenal. He wants to get over Arsenal. A, a, a particular football platform that I'm on, uh, that the argument happened after the, the news came out again. He said he was going to buy Arsenal in 2022. There are about people saying he needs to invest in Nigeria. He needs to now. People need to understand that people, businessmen as big as Dangote, do not put their money where they do not feel like they are going to get returns. It doesn't make yeah. any sense. He's a businessman. He's not a charity organization. He doesn't run a charity organization. Maybe he does, but it's not going to bring that amount of money. I'm throwing it away. Football. If you want Dangote to come into Nigerian football, there has to be some sort of structure and protection from the government. Mm. That has to happen because isn't he, that what we're complaining about? He gets too much. Uh, does he? Do, do, don't no, he what say, I mean, what don't, I mean, don't say he gets too much. No, no. What I mean by that is you have to put some structure around the league. If you want Dangote to come in, then create a structure that says in 10, 15 years, more clubs would 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 have had private owners. You're not bringing yeah. in Dangote to own one club, mm. and other clubs are still being owned by the state government. It right. defeats the entire purpose. Right. So and, and, and state governments would would hardly relinquish their position exactly uh, for the league. Um, I mean, you mentioned you know. 
$41,000 yeah. is what it costs to produce one game. Produce one game. And this is, this is according, this is not, this is not casting stone statistics yeah. where lay people were asking questions. Um, also, I, I mean, I was thinking, business people, speaking of business people, which is Kudamore. Which yeah. is Kudamore. The, 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 former, the former Premier League chairman. Premier League chairman. Yeah, who's just chief executive. Chief executive. Businessman. Businessman. Yeah. Businessman. True and true. He's not, he's not Colina. <laughs> obviously right. he's not you know Austin Aguavo. he's not if he doesn't know, have he, a substantial have a history with, it, football. with football all he does is bring his model and run this thing and, 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 it's, success, and it's successful he's just left office yeah. they've gotten next they've gotten a new guy you know Richard Masters mm. to be the Premier League chairman for 18 months or there about I'm, I'm not sure if they're going to make it uh, a substantive but basically are the LMC missing a great opportunity to create a product yeah and say dangote's group of companies wants to be the headline sponsor and they put their money on it what? and you can actually demand how much 61 million pounds or dollars rather or 40 million dollars i think it's very possible my problem is that there's a lot of work that needs to be done before we get to that point yeah mm. there's so much that we need to do before we get to that point so that's 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 a problem well we were talking about the most profitable leagues in nigeria in in africa and we only are doing that because of uh, just to put a perspective to the nigerian professional football league and its own tv rights yeah. which was signed uh with next tv a chinese-based company we're hearing the deal is worth uh, 200 million dollars in projected income uh to run through five Even though years. we haven't seen an instagram haven't video yet instagram video yet <laughs> well uh uh, Tunisian uh, uh, league, uh, the professional uh, professional league in Tunisia, they, they don't have the biggest uh, sponsorship rights out there, you know. Uh, but you know Esperance, you know the Tunis, you yeah. know, you know, you know Club African, you know uh, sports, uh, sports, Etoile. you know, Etoile. you know Etoile. CS Vaccine, you know these people. So if they're not getting it right on a broadcast frontiers. They're getting it right from. Uh, uh, an independent running structure and it yeah. professionally runs uh, yeah. a league. Yeah. I need to. We need to ask this uh, this particular question. Why is it that these players from North African countries are not so eager to leave their country to play in Europe? They're not so eager. They're not rushing. They're not. They're not. They're not bent on leaving their country. They're quite comfortable playing in their country. At some point, we we're all saying Abu Traika should be the best player in Africa, right? And it, that's a man that was it, playing it, on the African yeah. scene. So what, that's a question we need to ask. So obviously, if we're not seeing in news that they're sign, signing this big TV rights deal or this big TV uh, title sponsorship deal, there's something they're getting right. The mm. human perspective of the game. They're probably not owing so many salaries. Welfare. Welfare. Yeah. Very, very important. Yeah. The, the welfare of the players. And that's something that we haven't gotten right in Nigeria in Nigerian league. We, we've never. I mean, just recently, Inigo Rangers uh, relegated eight players. Was it eight players? Yeah, eight players. And, and, and slashed salaries of strikers. Of strikers. That's the most disgraceful thing I've heard in football. The same club who fired a manager uh, through the PA system. <laughs> in other was, clubs, was, was that true? In other clubs, no, it was true. In other clubs, it, it was true. It was announced that Benedict Ugu and his technical crew <laughs> buried their heads. This in is shame. a comedy show. <laughs> uh, in, in other clubs, uh, UB. When uh, coming from when Enugu Rangers won the league in 2015, and things things took a, a nosedive, the head of the organization will be resigning. In other clubs, the head of the organization will be say, will be saying maybe there's something I'm That's not Christian doing. That's right. Christian Chuku. No, not, not, Christian not even Christian Chuku. Davis Nwumi. Davis Nwumi. Davis Nwumi. Yeah. Yeah. And he's been he's been around for so long. He's been around for so long, and that's the same person that's cutting salaries. 
Right. <laughs> and, you know, it's not just cutting salaries. It's the, the, the audacity to put it out. Yeah. You know, exactly. You're Very confident. You're cutting salaries. You signed a deal. Exactly. Uh, that obviously <laughs> says, you know, the courts cannot do anything about it um, and, and whatnot. Uh, where is the player union? Exactly. That, that's, the question that, that's the question we've been asking. And for us do, we have a, do we have a players union? There's a, play, there's a, there's there's a, a non-existent and very, very <laughs> passive. And I'm like, Passive, redundant, P, a redundant uh, player union, and things happen in the league and players. Because if there was a players union, players wouldn't be owed six months and four months. Shooting stars would be owing players. You're talking yeah. about owing players. Sunshine like, stars would be owing. They are in. They actually enjoy. Didn't you see the picture or the video of players that were in the governor house, government begging house. and prostrating for their salaries to be paid? And and that's the league that someone wants to put on TV. And and it's when when I hear Ndukai Rabo and with due respect to Ndukai Rabo is a, a fantastic gentleman. When I hear Ndukai Rabo say it is because the league is not on TV, that's why we're not watching. In the Premier League, matches are not really on TV like we have the advantage of watching. Yeah. The reason the fans go to the stadium is because the matches are not on TV. I think I think, I think three PM games are not even on TV. They're, yeah. they're, they're not on TV. You the know. fans go to the stadium because the games are not on TV. Right. So when we say that it's in because the UK. in the UK. Yeah. So when we say that the games are not on TV, that's why people are not watching. It's a lie. Right. The well, reason people are not watching, I mean, my father used to tell me tales and people have told me how they used to go some distances to go and watch Calabar Rovers exactly. play BCC Lions. Yeah. The stadium should be... I have a picture my father showed me and the crowd in this... I don't think we've seen that kind of crowd. Aqua United playing with you. When the Super Eagles go to you to play, the stadium is packed to the Raptors. Mm-hmm. When Aqua United plays a visiting MPFL team, the stadium is half empty. Yeah. So we've got to do something about getting things right and making ground safe for people. I cannot take my wife to a gra- an MPFL ground when I'm seeing someone scrupulous element, yeah. some people who are potentially, potentially telling the referee at halftime, we go win this game, oh. yeah, we go win this game. <laughs> How do you take your kids to a stadium like that? I told you something the other day, you were laughing. You see a game uh, in the <laughs> PFL. Come on, don't do this. I shouldn't. Maybe some home training is not going to allow me to do this. But you see certain things and you're like, this is a football ground. We're supposed to be having fun. I mean, I say, watch the Premier League and I see kids. You see kids in, in, in the Premier League ground, the Spanish League ground. They're excited. They're enjoying score. themselves. Their and, parents and, and are around more, them. But more importantly, when you mention kids in the Premier League grounds and La Liga grounds, is the mentality, is, is the connection they are building for mm. the kids. They grow up with that connection with the club. They grow up with that with that mindset, believing that yeah. I'm part of this club, this club is part of me. Exactly. That doesn't exist here. It's interesting, actually, because one of the teams uh, back in the day. I mean, we know we all know City of David, yeah, you know, the popular yeah. church. They had a, they had a football team. Yeah, I, interestingly, I knew, I knew about that. A, a big friend of mine used to be a media officer, one of the media people, and I think they they ran out of business, or they literally had to shut the club down because they just they just felt, according to conversations I was having with some people, they said, "Look, we don't think oh, the structure City of David yeah, is no longer COD, in operation. Yeah, yeah, no longer in operation. Like, wow. they're defunct, basically. Wow, saying, look, we don't think the structure allows us to yeah. to run a professional uh, football team. Not quite sure how MFM are doing it, but I want to tell you a story, just uh, similar to the one you said. You know, your, your father did tell you a couple of uh, tales, but I used to uh, stay with. Um, I mean, shout out to Mr. Wachiku, um, great guy. He's the one I lived with when I came to Lagos the first time. He mentioned, you know, in his diary. The there was a time he's a big big Enugu Rangers fan. He followed the. It's interesting because I was covering the league at the time Rangers won the title, and he also he always called me and and you know asked me what's up with Rangers, where are we, how are we doing everything. 
He said, I'm so connected to Rangers. I had a diary for Rangers. Yeah. You know, <laughs> there was a day they traveled to, he traveled from, from Enugu to, I think, Oweri or something like that, or Aba. They played a game or something like that, and they, I think he lost the game. And he said, he said he wrote his diary. He said, I cried. He cried. <laughs> he wrote the diary, and he showed me the diary. He actually showed me the diary. Like, you know, it wasn't quite as, as clear as it thinks it to be, but that was the the cult following. So you know, people. So had. what changed? So so when and there was no social media. There was no social. So when you hear stories like this, was why I said at the beginning that we have people who actually want to see the games in the league. We have people who are very much interested in following the Nigerian league, but they just don't have anything to follow. Right. They just don't have anything to watch, and that's the problem. And, and the, the, you mentioned the saying the problem is because the games are not on TV. We're creating a culture of always putting the cart before the horse. Right. There are so many things that you've got to do. You cannot as an administrator of Nigerian football, come out and tell us that the problem right now of Nigerian football is that it's not on TV. Then I won't take you seriously. But it, it feels like you don't know what you're saying. Mm. Well, uh, Nigerians are used to winning uh, Jalof Wars uh, ahead of Ghana. And of course, the, <laughs> most, the most recent one was uh, Cardi B, obviously. <laughs> gave us a lifelong uh, winning, winning streak. Yeah. You know, they can't come Bra- back from that. That was 10-1. Right. They, they, ca- they can't come back from it. <laughs> you know, not, not anytime soon. Except Drake, except Drake goes to Ghana. Ghana, yes. And does something, yeah, something like that. Yeah. But, um, the Glow Ghanaian Premier League. Um, I mean, it's only been on from uh, 2008 that Ghana were counted amongst. Uh, they've pretty much only been in the reckoning of big leagues uh, since uh, the start of the last decade. You never really heard about the Ghanaian uh, league, even though you have some of the big teams, the Ashanti Kotokos uh, of this world and everything. Uh, but uh, they have one of the most lucrative football leagues in Africa. Uh, that is thanks to a 23 million US dollars deal with Nigerian Telco Giants, uh, Globalcom, of course. Can I, ask, by, can I ask a quick question? Uh, Glow are still sponsoring the Ghanaian league well, at the moment. I yeah, think they're still... I yeah, think they're still the, the title still do, sponsor. Yeah. So my, my, I'm wondering, uh, Glow is a Nigerian-owned company. He should speak about the, the the state of things in our football if Glow have left, you know, sponsoring our league and then you're sponsoring what is the, the league in Ghana. Well, the contract uh, also uh, took care of the national team of, uh, yeah. you know, Ghana at the time. Um, I'm not quite sure what the current state is, but, you know, we're talking uh, millions of dollars. I'll be interested to know how much... Did we mention the figure Glow were putting in the Nigerian professional football league? Uh, I I don't have the exact figures, but I do know that there was a time that about five hundred and fifteen million naira was put into the LMC <laughs> for a the, year. I, I for, think it was yeah. one point five. Um, how much? How much? And how I much do know that? also that the NFF got a particular chunk, a particular percentage of what was given to the league. So, right. But I'm not quite sure. I don't have the exact numbers. Yeah, I'm not sure, but I think it was a one point five uh, billion. Billion. There about. One point five billion for three years. For three years. Yeah, for three years. Five hundred million a year. Yeah, and I remember what I said. You know. I'm not going to go into it, but I, 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 did, I, did, I did mention, you know, don't when you're thinking money, don't think in Naira. So that tells you pretty much uh, where uh, things are. But they've got a, you know, uh, the Black Stars, another exciting deal for the Ghanaian uh, uh, League. It was done in 2009 when Optimum Media Prime, that's OMP, uh, secured TV production and broadcast rights uh, to the league, signing a 1.7 million CEDIS, uh, you know, deal. It's not the, the biggest currency in the world, but if you translate that, I mean, this is just a media company getting a $90,000 uh, for to produce some part of content. And we're asking, you know, you know, why haven't we had somebody say, um, I'm not going to call out brands, I'm just going to use our name for, uh, for, you know, mentioning sake. The Hindsight Podcast, you know. Mm. Why, why not do a podcast on the professional football league? You know, create, create an audio content 
for for the Nigerian Professional Football League. You know, we, we know lots of journalists in the country. You know, I mean, why isn't that conversation happening? Right. It's 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 the same thing that we've talked about. As we wrap up in the course of uh, production, when you if you own a business. You do everything to put the business out there. The concept of selling your product is the idea of selling your product is do as much marketing as possible. Mm. And what the 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 the, the more you get uh, marketing strategies, people come with you with ideas. We're gonna do a production. We're gonna do a documentary about your product. You always accept it because it's an opportunity for you to sell your product. Yeah. But the people running our football right now do not see it as a business. Mm. They do not see it as, as they are running. They are, there's a product that they're supposed to be selling. So they're not interested in you doing an audio production or a podcast about it. Or you're doing it. They're not interested in it because they don't, they don't see any benefit that they're supposed to get from it. I put a tweet out uh, yesterday, actually. I, I said, um, it's on my Twitter page. Uh, you being doing a fit. You being spelled to Y-U-B-Y. Doing a fit. Uh, and it said, the Premier League, I don't know any football league in the world that produce better content or milky content yeah. to its maximum potential or maybe not its maximum to its potential like the Premier League and, IMG, and IMG Studios mm. on my count they have at least 10 shows that I know of off the top of my head yeah. right the Kelly Wrighty show about the they've Premier got League. inside the Premier League they've got uh, the headline they've, they've got soccer box they've got the headline the debates, makers they've got the debates that, that's, for, that's for Sky. That's for Sky. Then that's, they've that's got Sky. The, the, the fantasy. They've got the fantasy the, football, the uh, Premier, Premier League. They've fans got Match zone, Day Live. They've got Match Live Extra. They have um, they have the, the big match show. pre, the review show. They have the analysis show. And these are all contents created to milk just one league. One the league. Premier just league. one league. The Premier League. I mean, and the you, Premier League. You get to watch reviews of matches from Monday... Tuesday, Wednesday. It's a big game. They this talk weekend. about the Premier League games that happen in on Monday. They talk about it on Tuesday. They talk about it on Wednesday. Just stories surrounding the Premier League. One question: Does it get boring? No. Why? It does. It very exciting. Very dynamic. Very dynamic. They bring new people, different perspective, ex-footballers, referees, journalists. It's quite exciting. So you're you're willing to sit now and listen to different perspectives, and and that's why the Premier League is in your face. They put it in your face. They force it down your throat. And that's why it's out I agree. There. I agree with Neobong. All of what he, he has mentioned is the reason why it is not boring. But also, the fact that the fans are so... Are so the fans love seeing these players so much. These big players. We never get tired of seeing them. You're not going to get tired of watching who now? You're not going to get tired of watching Kevin De Bruyne play all day. Mesmeric. You're not going to get tired <laughs> of watching Sergio Aguero score goals all day. So the Premier League has grown to the point where they've attracted so much talent that it doesn't matter what they put in front of you. You're going to enjoy watching it because you love seeing these big stars. Mm. Uh, big superstars uh, certainly would abound in the Nigerian Professional Football League. We're not quite sure why we do not know many of their names. But uh, as journalists, we know a few. We're asking that the average football follower in Nigeria uh, gets the same uh, opportunity. Uh, though... Having uh, won a five-year legal battle, which has seen the company's legitimacy challenge, uh, its battles of integrity, accountability, and execution that will ultimately shape the thoughts on the successes or the failures of football administrators uh, in Nigeria. It's been a great pleasure having uh, you in Yobong Monday to join us on the podcast for today. Thank so, you. Always good to see you, and hopefully we have you back anytime soon. Yeah, absolutely. 
Fantastic. Good luck on the Wi-Fi. Yeah. Good to have you as well. Yeah, always a good time. Always a good time coming on the pod. And I do feel like there's a lot that we can talk about when it comes to Nigerian football. We touched on TV rights today. Just feel like there's a lot of conversation around Nigerian football, but always a good time around here. Well, hopefully we'll get some more experts into the studio. And uh, thanks. Shout out to Tolu Olasoji, who's in the studio also. I uh, didn't quite join the podcast, but of course, uh, hopefully we'll have him uh, for a later ep- episode. Well, for more football stories and content, visit our website, www.wolexis.com. Wolexis is spelled w-o-l-e-x-i we also want to hear from you on social media sending your questions and thoughts about the podcast the hindsight podcast uh, hit us up on twitter at wolexis and join the conversation we're at the hindsight podcast on google podcast and on uh, apple uh, podcast as well explain of course uh, explain to us what you think you know goes on in your head and ask us questions would be uh, willing to take them and you can also uh, drive the theme of the podcast for subsequent episodes it's been a pleasure my name is Yubi Duenofitz we'll see you soon click click bye, bye.